Welcome to this week's edition of the SoCo Show, episode four. Four. I'm Seth Ott, and I have Cody Michael here with me. Hello. <laughs> Stole my line. <laughs> How we want to kick it off this week? Uh, we got big news. Big news for the folks out there. Um, if you've been listening on YouTube, uh, feel free to continue to do that, but you no longer have to. Uh, we've launched on four podcasting platforms. Seth, tell them what they are. We got Stitcher. How you doing? We got SoundCloud. How you doing? We got Google Play. How you doing? And finally, we got the mother of them all, iTunes. How you doing? <laughs> we're really excited about this. Uh, we're, we're out there officially in the podcasting world. Uh, something we've been wanting to get into for a little while. It feels real. It feels uh, oh, yeah. official. Yeah. It makes us feel cool. Uh, so get out there. Something does. Yeah, it's fine. Finally, we feel cool. <laughs> uh, um, so. Uh, go out to your preferred podcasting location. Yeah, and I'm not when I meant mother of them all. I mean, you can go to all of them. I don't care. Um, iTunes is just kind of the first one. iTunes isn't my mother, but yeah. it does have the most people on it, so you kind of have to yeah. be on iTunes. Uh, so we'll, we're going to link uh, in all of the descriptions. We will link to all of the others, uh, and we will still continue to be on YouTube. So you can still find us there. Um, if, uh, if that's your preferred method. But now, five ways to listen to the SoCo show. Uh, you no longer have an excuse, except for if you don't like us. Yeah. And, uh, then by all means, don't listen to us. Some might say five is too many. <laughs> um, I'll tell you that um, the uh, the preferred place to comment, if you're going to do that, uh, would be on SoundCloud. That That's uh, the easiest way for us to receive comments. So jump on there. Let us know if you've got any questions, any pieces of news you want us to cover. Uh, or if you think we're idiots, then you can write that as well, and maybe we'll read your comment uh, on the podcast. Maybe not, but 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 maybe, if it's nice. As long as it says something about Cody being an idiot, I'll read it. If it's mean, then <laughs> if it's we'll read it if it's funny. It's okay if it's mean if it's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not too proud uh, to uh, give up comedy for, this, for the sake of our pride. Uh, so, like we said, uh, go out to all those platforms, check us out, uh, subscribe to one or all of them. I mean, if, if you feel so inclined, but uh, you'll be the first to get all of the new episodes. Uh, if you follow us on any of uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or SoundCloud, you'll be the first to get access to the podcast. Uh, we'll be posting on Thursdays in general. Uh, YouTube will follow on Fridays, uh, just because it takes a little bit longer to get posted to YouTube. So, um if you want to get at us a day earlier, then check us out there. Um, each of those sites has apps. You can uh, sign up for notifications and be the first to know when a new episode goes up. Yep, yep. So let's uh, let's get into the meat of the show. Well, uh, first, I mean, today we're recording on, on Tuesday, August 8th. August 8th. And uh, for Cody, this is a special day. <laughs> brings brings up some special memories. He uh, Cody's a longtime Rams fan, as we've talked about, and... Up until last year, middle middle last year, his uh, coach was Jeff Fisher, who is known as the perennial eight and eight fit uh, coach. So, Mister Mediocre was uh, was a favorite of Cody's. I would say the the definition of mediocre is Jeff Fisher, and I'm I'm very happy to say that he's the former coach of the Rams <laughs> and not the current coach. The guy has a lifetime record of like 
of 800. He's it, played like 400 football or coached like 400 games. It's more than that. And he and is he's perfectly eight and eight. It, yeah, he is. He, once, I think it well, might be like one last game year. Last year, I think it was after losing a bunch of games. Mm-hmm. He uh, it's like one game below. Yeah, it's he, right close to it's too close to 500. Yeah, but even like it was there's there's a statistic I read today. It was like the Titans, who is the, the team he's known most for last year, they were like. They were like, um, it was some weird stat. They were like seven and seven on, or like six and six on the road last season, and and they were perfectly even on home and road last season. <laughs> and um, there was also, in terms of just like points, like an offense, they scored as many points on offense as they like gave up on defense. Like it, it was ridiculous. So the curse of the Jeff Fisher yeah. mediocre, mediocrity does not leave you when yeah. he does. That's good to know as a Rams fan going yeah. into the next season. Well, if they were 8-8 eight eight this year, they'd be better. So My favorite uh, fact about Jeff Fisher is that he was the coach of the Titans when the Rams beat them in Super Bowl thirty four. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't undo that, Jeff. <laughs> oh, man. Let's, um, <clears throat> let's, let's stick with sports uh, for, for the first little bit here. Sports! sports! A couple pieces of news. I'm really. I, this really makes me laugh. Uh, I just saw today an article. Apparently, the Patriots have bought their own planes. Yeah, they're now. There are now Patriot private jets. Mm-hmm. They're gonna fly them to their games. I think it's just one. Is it just one? Yeah. Well, at any rate, and the it's team, huge. The team is flying. Huge. It's it, <laughs> the thing. It looks like it looks like what you'd expect Tom Brady to be flying. In. Oh yeah. Uh, which I mean, have you ever seen a, a more baller move than this? <laughs> like, we're the Super Bowl champs. We don't yep. fly American. Yep. <laughs> Which, to me, I'm surprised it wasn't Jerry Jones who did it first. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I mean, the Patriots, if there's one team that could do it and no one's going to be like, uh, you know, you ritzy people, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the team to do it. Yeah. It's uh, it's fitting. I mean, not only are they the best team in the league, but they're, like, the classiest yeah. and just the coolest and yeah. the smoothest. So, they're... The Patriots are the Frank Sinatra of the NFL, <laughs> so you bet your ass they're flying. They're flying their private Patriot Although jets. Frank Sinatra's private jet was probably not classy. It was probably filled with like cocaine and hookers and. Yeah, that's what you get. I mean, that's what. That's not classy. That's though. what being Frank Sinatra gets you. <laughs> no, but you appear classy when you're not snorting coke and hooking up with uh, with ladies of the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let, there's more NFL news. I want to keep it in the AFC East. Uh, the Dolphins this week signed Jay Cutler. Woo! Uh, a lot of people don't like Jay Cutler. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't think he's a very good quarterback. Yeah. I've always liked Jay Cutler. Uh, I think it's a good sign for them. I yeah. think he gives them. I think he gives them a good. I think he gives them a good future, uh, at least for a year or two. Yeah, I, it's. I don't think it's any different than Tannehill. Than Tannehill was, to be honest. Um, I think he. The more I read about kind of him, because he, he reunites with Adam Gase, who was his coach in Chicago in his best year. And in that year, Cutler was basically a game manager. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't throw it deep very often. Um, he just kind of kept it short, those, those you know, short throws. Um, and they ran a ton. And I think that's what's going to happen in, in Miami, which is good for them. I think that's how yeah. they're going to win games. I think so, too. Their defense is good enough. Uh, I think they, they could sneak in as a wild card, potentially. But uh, you don't think they're going to win the division? Oh, duh. <laughs> no, the Patriots will have that one going away. Hey, look, um, one of one of the things that this this color signing has re sparked uh, is the Kaepernick, the Colin Kaepernick debate. 
Uh, a lot of people thought when Tannehill got hurt, this would be a good opportunity for Kaepernick to get a job. And uh, that didn't happen. Another opportunity missed by Kaepernick. And a lot of folks are starting to get angry about this. Mm-hmm. Like, and about enough is enough. Uh, and I got to tell you, I'm one of them. I'm sick of this. The guy, the guy deserves to have a job. In the, why shouldn't he have a job in the NFL? No, it doesn't yeah. make it doesn't make sense. He's better. He's better than probably ten quarterbacks in the NFL. And he, the guy can't start. Jared Goff has a starting. Yeah. Blake Bortles has a starting. Yeah. And I'm paraphrasing. Um, there was a really good. A really good press conference with Richard Sherman, of all people. I know you're not a fan of his. Um, I like him and hate him at different times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said some poignant things. You know Colin Kaepernick had 16 touchdowns to four interceptions last year? Did he? Yeah. He, he... played on the really garbage San Francisco 49ers <laughs> with now-fired head coach Chip Kelly. Yeah. The guy was 16 and four interceptions. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can't get even a backup job in yeah. the NFL? I see with, with Kaepernick, I, I don't know. I, I think he's a mediocre quarterback a mediocre starting quarterback um i mean he's other than that one season where he i mean again he took him to the super bowl but other since then he's been in the 20s for quarterbacks so i don't think he's amazing by any means but i mean i agree he could i mean he definitely should be a backup somewhere at least the guy's good enough to have a job in the nfl Mm -hmm. flat out and there's maybe 40 guys in the world who are good enough to have that here's here's an example i mean name who's starting in in uh, New York for the Jets right now. Yeah. It's, it's I don't know who it is. It's Josh McCown. Um that's who's gonna start there this year. And Colin Kaepernick is way better than Josh McCown. Yeah. He's better than all five quarterbacks the Cle- that Cleveland has yeah. on their roster. And it, it all comes back to this kneeling thing mm-hmm. last year. And people are getting upset about it and Sherman was saying this is this is the NFL saying um stay in your relate stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they don't want players to get too out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's a race thing. A lot of people are saying that. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's. He rocks the boat, mm-hmm. and uh, they don't want to upset their fan base. And yeah. I got to tell you, I, I really think it's horseshit. Um, the guy needs to have a job in the NFL, and it sucks that he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, there have been reports that he was made offers and turned them down. Hmm. I don't know if those are true. If those are true, I Cap, could, you should have taken those deals. I could, I could see that. Um, I mean, he's obviously, and, and again, the whole race thing, I don't even want to touch that, but like, he's definitely a very proud person mm-hmm. and what he thinks is right, he thinks is right. And I, I think the, uh, he's definitely, I def, he definitely has a big ego. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 I don't think anyone can argue that. And I think he, and there, there's even reports last year when Denver was wanted, wanted him, uh, we're thinking about trading for him and the contract he wanted was astronomical mm-hmm. um it was brock osweiler money which brock osweiler is <laughs> brock osweiler got brock osweiler money <laughs> but um you know he he want he wanted to pay too much mm-hmm. and i think that brought him down um and then on top of that then because that was even before the neil thing mm-hmm. and then the neil thing happened and yeah. he you know blew up but um i think a, a lot of it was probably uh kaepernick driven mm-hmm. but who knows yeah i mean i'm sure he's got something to do with it and if if he's been made offers and they've been reasonable offers for his level of talent mm-hmm. and he's turned them down, fine. Mm-hmm. Then that's all on you, Cap. You should have taken the deals. But if there are te- if there are teams out there are in need of a quarterback and are getting worse quarterbacks mm-hmm. than they could get Cap, then they could have Kaepernick. It's mm-hmm. stupid. I hate it. It's it's the NFL is is silencing 
players from from making stands like this. Mm-hmm. Um, now, whether or not you agree or not with Kaepernick and his stance and what he did, I think is irrelevant here. Mm-hmm. I think that players need to have the right to say things that mm-hmm. they want to say. Uh, and that's that's why I think this is bogus. If if that's the reason he's not getting signed, and again, I don't know that it is, mm-hmm. but if that's the reason he's not getting signed, it's horseshit. Yeah. It shouldn't happen, uh, and it's, it's, it's tragic, and the guy needs to have a job. Let's move on before I get too hot about this. I don't want to get on a soapbox too big. I'm hot. <laughs> I'm hot. <laughs> let's turn. Uh, let's turn to TV. Television. Couple. Couple. TV. Couple interesting uh, TV bits of news, especially if you're a nostalgic person. Uh, you remember King of the Hill? Fox. <laughs> Hank Hill. Bobby. God damn it, Bobby. <laughs> Uh, there's talk of a revival. Yeah. Fox is in talks. Uh, Want to bring Hank back? What do you think? You gonna watch this? I would. I would check it out. I, I didn't. I never watched the full series. I watched most of the episodes. Um, not even say most. I'd probably say half. I actually have like distinct memories of my parents watching it. Like we'd be watch. We'd they'd be making dinner and we'd watch it as as we're waiting for dinner to be done. Um, but I mean, yeah, it, it's it was funny. I always thought it was funny. I just never went back and watched everything. I thought it was too like uh, daunting to watch it all, kind of like watching Simpsons would be. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my god, there's a billion episodes. There are a lot of them. <laughs> uh, but I think, though, this is one... We talked a little bit about Rocco's Modern Life yeah. uh, a couple weeks back. And I think this is a show that's similar to that, similar to like The Simpsons, mm-hmm. where you don't need to continue any story. Yeah. Just bring it back, just pretend it never went away, uh, and start having your episodes. Twelve years that show was yeah. on. And they want to do more. I think it's a... I love King of the Hill. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, they had a lot of really creative and funny episodes. Mike Judge is a mm-hmm. genius of comedy. I mean, look at everything that Mike Judge has done. Yeah. From uh, Office Space, Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, the guy's record speaks for itself. So if he wants to come back and do King of the Hill, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't miss that. Be probably an animation domination block. Yeah. Alongside Family Guy and Simpsons. Family and Guy and the... Hey, I mean... Son of Zorn. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I don't think Son of Zorn is going to make got, the primetime Sunday night lineup again. I think again. that got canceled. But it will be on with Last Man on Earth, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Sunday night's on Fox, folks. Uh, they're not paying us, but if you're out there, Fox, we're yeah. willing to get paid. The thing is, though, you, you come on after football, and, I mean, it's not happening. I know. I'm not watching it live. I'd tell you what, uh, if it's between Hank Hill and Kerry Underwood, <laughs> I don't even need to finish that one. God damn it, Cody. <laughs> so, for uh, a little bit older crowd than us... Uh, were you a big Karate Kid fan? You seen that? Uh, I I think I've seen the first one when I was young. Um, I saw the remake with J- Jaden Smith. Yeah, that's uh, my Karate. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's not my Karate Kid. Um, but no, I mean it was. I mean it's not. It's '80s, so I've never been too attached to the '80s things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So uh, reason I ask. Uh, apparently, YouTube Red is uh, making plans to do a. A, a reboot, not a reboot, sorry, a sequel series on YouTube Red. Apparently they're greenlit for 10 episodes, half an hour each, so not a lot, but uh, they're bringing back Ralph Macchio and Billy Zabka <laughs> to to re- reprise their roles 30 years after the fact. God. Apparently we're going to see um, uh, Billy Zabka, who plays Johnny Lawrence. He's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is now kind of up Shit's Creek. He's uh, kind of down on his luck, having a hard time. But Ralph Macchio's character, um, Daniel Russo, of course, uh, master of the crane style of fighting, he uh, 
he's a top shit guy. I think he's got a fight studio that's doing really well. Mm-hmm. And so Billy Zabka is going to go, I guess, ask him for help or something. I'm not really sure. But it's going to be about the two of them. Uh, I think this could be interesting. I think uh, depending on how much they try to prey on people's nostalgia mm-hmm. and how much they try to tell a new story. Because I like the idea of if you took away the name Karate Kid mm-hmm. and you had these two kids that were rivals and then way later they're adults and it's, a, you know, different things have happened to them in their lives and mm-hmm. now they've been reconnected. I think that could be an interesting story. Yeah, here's, I mean, fine, like, I mean, cool, whatever, play out. I, with it being on YouTube Red, I don't see it being taken seriously. I feel like it's going to be a comedy show. And... Yeah, and that's fair to assume. I think it's like, going to be a parody of itself. And I hope not. I think that's what's going to be, because, I, I mean, name, I mean, and they could change it with this. I mean, if you look at probably even Hulu up until a couple of years ago, I mean, all those shows were pretty, you know, funny parody type shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially YouTube, though, everything on you, there hasn't been a serious thing on YouTube for as far as I know. Um, even like Funny or Die does like, they have like TV shows on there, but they're all funny parody type shows. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm afraid that that's, and I'm not afraid because I don't, I'm not invested, but uh, that's, that's what I believe is going to be. It's going to be a parody, funny take on what their future lives are i really i I hope they try to take it seriously because i think there's some interesting stuff there uh i i'm I'm probably gonna give this about a one episode leash (laughs) yeah uh once it comes out i i already have youtube red so it's not like i'm paying to see this um but i'll I'll give it a shot when it comes out i think it could be cool um i'm more familiar to be honest uh with billy zabka from how i met your mother uh barney stinson being such a big fan of him yeah from the movie because he's the hero in the show. Yeah. In the movie. So, I don't know. I think that be, could be cool. I, I tell you, man, we're living in an age where it's all about nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's always been this way. I don't know if everyone... We're, we're 25. I don't know if everyone turns 25 and realizes all their favorite <laughs> shit from childhood is being remade. But it seems to be excessive. I don't know. I, I feel like the remake thing has happened in the past but it's it definitely seems to be a lot now mm-hmm. more than anything but who knows i mean we weren't alive in the 80s so yeah there could have been remakes of things yeah and I, you hear a lot about like some of the movies you think are original were mm-hmm. actually from the 60s or whatever, yeah. and they remade them even but, music yeah yeah there's so much music now that's unoriginal but sneaky in doing so i don't know i guess uh I'm relatively nostalgic. I, I put myself squarely mm-hmm. in the middle. Uh, some of it really annoys me. But uh, I also was very, very excited to go see Power Rangers <laughs> this uh, this spring. So uh, I don't know if that makes me a hypocrite or not. <laughs> I don't think it's fair that they're going to bring back Karate Kid. I mean, they'll get a lot of traffic to YouTube. Yeah. I guess. Uh, for what that's worth. Like they need any help. Yeah. As if YouTube's not already... I mean, it's like, this is a total aside, but the amount of YouTube that gets watched in a day, mm-hmm. like, defies math. Yeah. There shouldn't be enough people on the planet <laughs> to be watching that much YouTube at once. It's insane. Yeah. Let's see. Let's go to video games. Video games! Uh, a couple quick things, uh, and they both relate to the game Overwatch. I love Overwatch. You know I play this all the time. I love it. Uh, Overwatch, for those of you guys who don't know, it's a first-person shooter, kind of a capture-the-point, objective-based game. Uh, it's super popular, uh, especially for eSports. 
uh, which are, I guess they're calling it sports now. It's just competitive, <laughs> competitive video game playing. Uh, you know what? There's probably the same amount of sweat involved in esports than there's regular sports. You know, uh, I'm not ashamed to admit I do a fair amount of sweating <laughs> <laughs> when I play that game. <laughs> and and you know what? It, it could pay off for me because uh, yeah. it came out in the last few weeks. Um, Overwatch has now put restrictions on what a licensed Overwatch league has to be. And it, I want to tell you about some of some of the the ways that that any team has to compensate a player. For one thing, there's a minimum salary for any Overwatch League to be recognized. A minimum salary for a player, $50,000 a year. That's not chump change, man. No. That's, that's pretty good money. Yeah. For playing video games all day. Yep. They also have to offer full benefits, like an entire benefits package, healthcare, and they have to be able to sign one-year contracts. That's insane. That's Hey, uh, that's pretty crazy. I think it's a little silly. That yeah. This is where we are, but I'll tell you this: I've been practicing my Overwatch. <laughs> I'm I, gonna try and make a team. <laughs> I love video games as much as the next guy, but I I couldn't do it all day. Like I get tired of playing games after a couple hour hour and a half. Oh, so I, you haven't played Overwatch, man? I I've played many games. I've been very addicted to, <laughs> and even like I think the 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 most I've played a game that even has like an invested story is like maybe three hours. Like I can't. I just get bored. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. It's a uh, gaming and especially competitive gaming now. It's a it's a weird science. Yeah, like it's a thing you have to learn and you have to practice a lot and get good at. It's it's I'm I, I don't think I'll ever be at that level because yeah. that sounds too much like work. <laughs> but uh, hey, man, if someone that, comes and offers me fifty grand to go play Xbox for a year, yeah. then you bet your ass I'm jumping on that. <laughs> that would be your work because that's all you're doing all day is playing video games in yeah. order to get that good. Learning the maps, learning uh, different combo moves yeah. and stuff like that. It, uh, it's not just dicking around. Mm-hmm. I mean, depending on who you ask, maybe it is kind of dicking around. Yeah. But, uh, there's teams all over the world. Hong Kong, Tokyo have teams. Um, Miami, New York, LA have Overwatch teams that they're right mm-hmm. now going through tryouts for people to try to make these teams. I, it's insane, but I think it's really cool. Yeah. As silly as it is, oh, these guys are making a bunch of money to play video games. I get that. Yeah. But how cool, though. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's a sweet thing. For I mean, to take something like that and be able to make money off of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to be able to do it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's just the thought of it. Like, being coming from a business background, thinking about, like, even, like, a marketing background, thinking of just, like, how they make money from doing it is mm-hmm. just insane. And that advertising dollars are spent on those people. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I guess people watch it. And, and I bet the people who... Really, it stems down to, like, Twitch. They're the ones who... There's so much money out there on streaming sites. And that, that's the reason that there is even as competitive gaming to the level it's got. There used to be competitive gaming. There's always there's been competitive gaming for a long time, but no one ever really watched it. It would have mm. to be on, like, ESPN 8 The Ocho. Yeah. <laughs> um, or was that today? Yeah, it was today, yeah. yeah. I haven't watched it. We're going to check that out. Yeah. Um, but uh, now, because of, like, streaming services like Twitch, and there used to be some before it that kind of died out, but Twitch has survived. Um Twitch, yep. if you don't know out there, um, you can you can play a video game and record it and have it streamed out to people. Mm-hmm. So basically, people can watch you play video games, yeah. which sounds asinine. Yeah. But but there's a lot of like personalities out there who will talk to you while they're playing the games, and yeah. um, people will watch it to like learn new tricks. So there's a it's a huge market. People yeah. make a lot of money off of that. 
Yeah, no, they, and, and there's actually been, like, some pseudo-celebrities that have done, like, Twitch. Like, they'll play games. Like, they're not good, mm-hmm. but they'll play games and, like, they'll answer fan questions. And those will get, like, um, so I, I, used, I still am a very big Big Brother fan. Um, and one of the, the winners one season, the season after that, he would do a show on Twitch. He would watch along Big Brother. And then afterwards, he would do a thing called play with, his name is Dan Geisling. He'd play with Dan and he'd play... Uh, old school Mario games, like um, oh, yeah. he'd play like Nintendo, old school Nintendo games. And while he's playing that, people would ask him questions about Big Brother or his life or whatever, and it would get like half a million views. No kidding. Yeah, it was insane. I, I mean, it was weird watching it, but yeah, tons of people would watch it. Um, so and and he would get advertising for it and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, Twitch, Twitch has kind of changed the game in that way because oh, yeah. I, I'm sure people get millions of views now. Per, oh, per stream some and, of the big ones uh i know uh for a while there pewdiepie was big on streaming yeah and he's the big he well before his whole debacle last <laughs> year it was the biggest youtube ever yeah uh, was pewdiepie there's a lot of streamers out there and there's a lot of money in advertising in uh sponsors for yep. like wear my headband while you're playing a game and i'll pay you 50 grand or whatever the hell um <laughs> You can also just go on and you can just tip people. If you're watching yeah. on Twitch, you can just pay them a few bucks just Which, to do their thing. That came from porn sites. <laughs> Cam girls? <laughs> yeah. That's where that came from. Because I, I, I know for a fact that was around before Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> the One of the world's or the oldest professions, as I'm told. Uh, you know, so so that's kind of uh, maybe enough about uh, Overwatch League and Twitch. Let's um, talk more about Cam girls. Let's talk about Cam girls. And, speci- and I actually do. I do want to talk about this. I do want to talk about cam girls and porn. Um, we now, uh, for the folks out there, we have a we have a Twitter page. Um, in addition to uh, our SoundCloud and etc. that we talked about earlier, and uh, we uh, we've been keeping an eye on who's following us. We've got a little over a hundred followers. Oh, we have uh, here. I'll pull it up exactly right now. Um, give me one second. We are at one hundred and forty-four because <laughs> we were actually. Oh, no, they're still there. So I think we were at, we've had a couple drop out. I think we've had a couple of our, our favorite porn bots drop out. Um, but I'm going to give a, a special shout out <laughs> to our three favorite porn bot followers as of today. Uh, shout out to Jamie Wade, Rachel Kramer, and Mabel Kelly. Oh, Jamie, Rachel, and Mabel, uh, thank you for the follow. Yeah. And uh, we, maybe we'll check out your work as well. Maybe. Well, the good thing is if you click on their page, you can view Jamie's Jamie Wade's sexy pictures at buzz-friend-finder.info. Buzz-friend-finder. Yeah. I'm on it. <laughs> Get out there. Hey, I just think that this is probably a lifelong friendship that we're going to make with uh, some of our initial followers. And so uh, we appreciate the follow. We're going to reciprocate by checking out your work. And thanks for all you do. Thanks for all you do. Very, very important. <laughs> uh, speaking of Overwatch and sex. Um, Something that no Overwatch players are having right now. <laughs> um, it's always been a thing. You've probably heard about this in the past. Um, a lot of the Overwatch characters are, some people say, over-sexualized. Mm-hmm. They're large-breasted. They're they kind of have to be. Tight pants. you got to keep the people interested, right? Um, Everybody's looking at my tight pants. <laughs> oh my gosh. Got my top pants on. <laughs> so there's, uh, in August, there's a new 
Overwatch will have, like, promotions that it puts on where you can make your characters wear, like, holiday attire or, like, Halloween costumes. Well, it's summertime, so they're in beachwear. And uh, one of the characters, like, wears a Hawaiian shirt and carries a squirt gun. Um, <laughs> one of the characters wears a very small bikini. Nice. And uh, some folks aren't, aren't uh, too happy about that. They think it's a little over-sexualizing. Um, hey, here's my thing. Uh, if I'm going to be in a gunfight, I don't want to be wearing a bikini. Put some army on armor on me. I I have no problem with people being sexy. I, I, in fact, I prefer it. <laughs> but it's just when it's impractical. That's where I'm like, okay, maybe maybe you reel it back in. At least put some armor plating on her bikini top. That's that's what I'm saying. Bare minimum. I don't know. I mean, Batman had bat nipples, so that's true. So, ladies, you're not the. No, I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, who knew? That we would, I, I can tell you folks out there, we didn't write that we were going to talk about Overwatch, talk about porn bots, and then talk about sexy avatars in yeah. Overwatch. That's organic. And I think that that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. That we can do that. <laughs> uh, the bulk of our news this week comes from the world of movies. Movies. Let's start by uh, talking a little bit. So Seth and I watched three movies over the last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, one was pretty good. One was very good. And one was not. Uh, the one that was not was With the Dark Schindler's Tower. Schindler's List. Shind- yeah, we watched Schindler's List. It was terrible. <laughs> now, Schindler's List is amazing. Everyone should watch it. Uh, everyone should not watch The Dark Tower. Uh you can check out our ride home from that. Uh, we're going to link to it in the description down below. Uh, I got a little uh, I got a little excited about this one. Dark Tower means a lot to me, and I wasn't pleased with the output. So uh, some, some cuss words were said, I think one or two, in that video. So go check that out. Uh, again, the ride home. Uh, check it out on Jared's channel. Check it out on Jared's channel. Uh, speaking of Jared... We got uh, a new review, a couple new reviews last mm-hmm. weekend. He, he reviewed The Dark Tower. Yep. Um, wasn't a big fan of it, just mm-hmm. like us. Uh, so you'll want to check that out. Also, uh, Jared did a review for another movie, Detroit. A lot of people didn't know about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also went to it. We didn't it, review it. If you don't know, it's a sequel to 8 Mile. <laughs> it's, the, it's the sequel to 8 Mile that's about all the black people. <laughs> that uh, took, took place 40 years before the first yeah, 8 Mile. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird sequel prequel, but that's not the first time that's happened. <laughs> Detroit, uh, great movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Catherine Bigelow takes on, uh, Catherine Bigelow being the director. I was going to say, there was a, who's that? <laughs> she, she, she's the director. She directed The Hurt Locker. She's related to Deuce. Yeah. Deuce, her and Deuce, <laughs> Catherine and Deuce Bigelow, they co-directed The Hurt Locker. <laughs> and uh, there's another one. Oh, yeah. Zero, Zero Dark, Dark 30. 30. Yeah. The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark 30. Big Catherine Bigelow movies. Um, she really likes the gritty realistic stuff mm-hmm. and putting a real spin on it this time she did it detroit uh 1967 is the setting racial tensions are high there's some rioting going on and we kind of hone in on the, the story of a single house that gets raided by police mm-hmm. uh spoiler alert there's racism <laughs> <laughs> and uh I, I tell you this uh i loved this i thought it was really good mm-hmm. a little hard to watch at times what did you think yeah um Oh yeah, it's definitely tough. Uh, I mean, if, I guess I, I didn't watch the trailer a whole lot. I think I saw it once or twice and thought, "Oh, it looks good." 
Um, but kind of the main thing, even if you look it up in the history books or you know online, you would see that um, kind of the meat of this story takes place in a house where um, the cops in Detroit think that someone there's a sniper in there. And they raid the house, take everyone who is... It actually was a motel. Mm-hmm. And they take everyone who's staying in the motel, put them along a wall, and one by one, they just, like, break these people down and try and find out the, that if there's the... You know, who the sniper was. And that's the hardest part to watch, is, like, the way they break these people down. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but Evil Eyebrows from We're the Millers. <laughs> um... He he is the kind of the ringleader, the big racist, and he uh, he is always like the whole time. Every time he's talking and and just breaking these people down, it's just like oh, this is tough. Calling him names and th- saying he's gonna kill someone, and then he pretends he kills someone, and it's just oh, it's so tough. It, it is rough. Uh, Will Poulter is That's the guy's his name, name. Yeah. and it's really interesting because this guy was in Were the Millers mm-hmm. as the really geeky version kid. Um, total nerd. Yeah. And now he's this hard-ass cop, complete racist, yeah. dickhead guy, so hateable, so punchable. Yeah. The most punchable face I've seen in a long time. He, uh, yeah, because if you check out Jared's, Jared's review, actually, uh, they, he shows in there the, uh, the scene of Where the Millers where he's singing Waterfalls by TLC, and it's complete <laughs> contrast from, from what he's doing in Detroit, but he's been in some serious stuff, too. He was in, he was in one other, was it a Tom Hardy movie? Um, so the guy, Will Poulter, he was in The Revenant. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. That's and what I'm thinking of. another Tom Hart. No, never mind. Not another. I'm the th- Revenant. He was in The Revenant. And so and he played he played a serious part. And, and even in that, I was like, oh, it's kind of weird, you know, seeing him go from singing. Because that, that We're the Miller scene is pretty iconic. And uh, I guess I wouldn't say iconic, but it was memorable. And uh, going from that to see him in, in, in Revenant, where he's kind of like a... Because Tom Hardy's bossing him around in that, right? Mm-hmm. He's and, kind of a sidekick character. He really gets bossed around. Kind of a weak, mm-hmm. weak guy. And then going from that to this, where he's like a power trip dude who's making these people feel like nothing, you know? It's like, ugh. He really is. And he's kind of he's kind of the main character of this yeah. movie. There, there are several people uh, on the wrong end of this encounter. Mm-hmm. And you get bits and pieces of each of their stories. Each of them is good, I think. Yeah. They do a really good job. But I think that most of the story focuses on him. And it's not that he's the protagonist. No. He's just the main character. Yeah. And he really epitomizes like everyone's worst view yeah. of the police. And what sucks about it is that it's not overblown. No. It's it's a pretty true to life for that time. Yeah. Um, and so it really, uh, this one really hit home for me. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was told in a tasteful way. Yeah. And they had to deal with some really tough subject matter. Um, but I thought it was really well put together. I, yeah. This Catherine Bigelow, um, <laughs> she doesn't need my approval, but but she has it. <laughs> yeah, she probably, probably knows what she's doing. Yeah, she got a Best Picture win with uh, Hurt Locker. So. Yeah. She doesn't really. Uh, John Boyega is in this. Yep. He's Finn He's from good. the new Star Trek. Or, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna get shot for shut saying your that. mouth. He's Finn from the new. I'm actually. I'm gonna edit that out. You uh, can't. Yeah, I'm not. You can't. Not, that's not good. You got to keep it in there. Um, He's Finn from the new Star Wars movie. Star Trek. Uh, so, <laughs> I I'm I'm thoroughly embarrassed. <laughs> you got to keep it in there. That's like the worst thing I could have said uh, <laughs> because I'm such a fan of Star Wars. <laughs> I got too excited. He's John Boyega from the new uh, 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 Firefly movie. He's in the new Stargate. Uh, <laughs> God, 
John Boyega puts on a really good performance. Yeah. And really all of the actors in this, I thought, did a good job. Yep. Uh, Anthony Mackie has mm-hmm. kind of a bit performance. He does a good job. Papa Doc from <laughs> from 8 Mile. From eight, oh my God, he's reprising his yep, role. Yep. Oh, well, no one knew. Pa- it's Papa Doc's grandpa. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Grandpapa Doc. That's what I didn't know. See, I should have read. I didn't, I didn't watch the trailers. Grandpapa Doc. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. Grandpapa Doc. Uh, Detroit was a was a I think a relatively unknown movie. They didn't market a lot. No, yeah, they a definitely of... didn't because it was ninth. In, yeah. in, in a really bad box office week, it was nine. Really? It, made, it made like seven million dollars. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know it did that bad. Yeah, and and no one expected it to do well because it's it's a tough mm-hmm. subject, you know. Tough and they, one to watch. And they did. They, I mean, they did decent amount of press. There was a, like I said, there's a few trailers. Um, it was a seven o'clock on a Thursday showing, so mm-hmm. it wasn't like that's not what we went and saw, but it, it was available to see, and it was. I mean, it, it had stars. Um, it's just a matter of, it's not no one like, I mean, no one around in Iowa <laughs> wanted to go see that. Yeah, you know, it's it's a tough it's tough to watch. Yeah, and I think it'll that. I think it'll find an audience. I think definitely uh, kind of video on demand mm-hmm. will be good for this one. Um, yeah, not really a uh, get some popcorn, take your girlfriend to this movie. <laughs> Uh, but it was excellent, so well made. Yeah. I thought they handled everything really nicely. This was a good one. Yeah. Uh, another movie that kind of flew under a lot of people's radars uh, was called Wakefield. Yeah, that it th- flew under people's radars because it was released on maybe fifty screens across the United States. Yeah, so. really small release. Uh, came out earlier this year. It's now on video on demand. Mm-hmm. We caught it on Vudu yeah. over the weekend. Uh, you want to tell the people at home what this one's about? Yeah. Um, so it uh, stars Brian Cranston, who I would watch him act in a show called wet sock um he uh coming this fall to hbo <laughs> so he he's kind of just a normal you know like suburban husband um his wife is jennifer garner he's got two kids he is coming home from work one day and he, it's in new york it takes he works in new york and then it takes place in the suburbs and he uh the power goes out while he's coming to coming home he's on the train so he has to get out and walk and his wife's calling him and he decides not to answer and then he gets home, and wife's calling again, kind of looks at the phone, doesn't answer, and ends up kind of, he gets kind of got a look in his eye, like, I don't know. And he sees through the window her calling and kind of maybe looking a little weary, worried, and he ends up going up to the attic of his garage. And he, from that point of view, he can, through a window, see the kitchen and also her bedroom. And she keeps calling him. And starting to look more and more worried, and he's playing out either in his head through voiceover, or he even says that he tar- starts uh, like talking out loud. out loud. Yeah, talking out loud about what his wife is saying, and from there he he the idea just grows on him more and more. Like, what happens if I disappeared? And he even says multiple times, like, you know, you thought about doing this, just dropping off the face of the earth, not coming back, leaving everyone behind, um, and that that's where the movie goes. It just continues to hit for him going off the deep end kind of like seeing how people would react and where the story goes from there. Um, I don't know how, how, like, it's a couple months that this takes place over. It's like six months. Yeah. It's a while. And he, he lets this play out for a really long time. And and uh, we won't we won't spoil it for, mm-hmm. for you guys because this is I, this gets a recommend from us. I yeah. thought it was really interesting. The premise was really cool. Yeah. Um, I've been interested in this. Uh, there was a, a trailer, because every year on Sundance time, which if you don't know what Sundance is, it's a big film festival that happens in Utah, I think, um, where a lot of, it's a lot of indie type movies come out and a lot of people get their careers started there. Um, it's just a lot of 
weird, interesting ideas. Uh, this year, also a movie called Colossal, which we really, really enjoyed. Colossal is good. We'll have uh, to talk about talk that. Talk about that, but um, just a lot of interesting, weird premises that don't get big box box office releases get started there. And this is one um, that trailer came out for it, and I was like, "Oh, Brian Cranston looks great," and I wanted to see it ever since. And yeah, it definitely, it definitely uh, delivered. I enjoyed it a lot. So uh, yeah, after Breaking Bad, it seems like Brian Cranston can do no wrong. Yeah, that's he, something he did I, such a good job, and he's a really different character. Yeah, than than Walter White was. Yep, he that's something I kind of want to talk about. I listened to his. I'm a huge Ryan Cranston fan. I listened to his his audiobook. Um, he talks about how with with when he started off acting, he kind of did whatever. He would do commercials. He did a bunch of small roles and Malcolm stuff in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> um, but now that he's been established and he's I mean, he's regarded as one of the best actors. He takes every movie role he's offered and puts, he rates them based off of 10. And so, like, Breaking Bad, he started, I think he started a little bit prior to Breaking Bad doing this, and Breaking Bad was like a 9. Um, the other, No, Breaking Bad is an 8. The one that was a 9 was that Lyndon... Lyndon B. Johnson, yeah, all the way. Yeah, all the way. That was a 9. Um, and then the last one he talked about in the book, so the book is, I think, two years old now, was... Uh, was uh, why him with uh and that was like a six and he said he won't do anything less than a six and so i'd be interested to see what this what would have been was. yeah i'm sure it'd probably in around the seven or eight category it really is right up his alley he's uh very much a uh, he's a character guy mm-hmm. he's he's he likes to have his quirks yeah and his unique characteristics but while having that he also does a very good everyman mm-hmm. anyone could be Wakefield. Yep. Anyone could be Walter White, mm-hmm. um, and that's he's just got that quality about him that you can you can project yourself onto him. Yeah, and especially in Wakefield, this is it's really interesting to watch mm-hmm. because he gets to live out the fantasy of what if I just disappeared? What mm-hmm. if I died and was gone? Yeah. How would people react? And he gets to watch people react. Yeah, and it's really interesting um, to kind of see. Uh, and there's a lot of kind of twists and turns that this takes. Um, a lot that happens to him. There's a lot of self discovery mm-hmm. in it. Really, I'm not going to go disappearing anytime soon. I uh, <laughs> promise you, buddy, that I'm not just going to leave you one day. But it, it's a, it, it's thought-provoking. It is. Very thought-provoking. It is. It, the, we did kind of drive some plot holes when we were watching it. Like, the first one was his iPhone. He had an iPhone the whole time. And, and he like, keeps it on him. Yeah. And it's like, um, the Find My iPhone feature would have found him in, you know, a day. It would have been a five-minute movie. Yeah. And then, uh, who, because he's in the, he's in the attic of his garage. Mm-hmm. He's also talking to himself a mm-hmm. lot. He is, he has a radio on at one point. Who, I mean, someone would have noticed he's up there. Someone would have heard him or um, seen him in the window. He's, yeah, he's also constantly looking out the window towards him. Yeah. Like, someone would have in seen him. In the broad daylight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I mean, you kind of got to suspend your disbelief for something like this. Mm-hmm. But again, it was a really interesting character arc. It was just a really cool premise. And yeah. That's what drew me in. And It's uh, it's definitely one of those Sundance mm-hmm. kind of indie premises. Uh, well acted. A lot of the acting is done... Um, not much dialogue. Yeah, there's not a lot where you're you're watching the person talk. Mm-hmm. You'll get some voiceover, and you're watching them act, like mm-hmm. move around and act. Uh, and I thought that the the cast was really good. Jennifer Garner also did a good job, yep. and she, really her whole role was to get watched yeah. from from outside. So this was a good one, a really yeah. interesting, again thought provoking, well acted. Brian Cranston did a good job. Yep. Uh, it gets a thumbs up from us. So yeah. go check that out. You can rent it on uh, Vudu, YouTube, etc. Um, so. Uh, check that one out. Let us know what you think. Uh, it's a really interesting one. 
I think uh, we liked it. I could see why people wouldn't. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you don't, comment down below. Uh, let us know what you thought, if you liked it or hated it, and um, whether or not you agree with us. Uh, let us know. Maybe we'll read your comment next week. Well, if you do comment, we'll probably read it because not many people have commented. <laughs> I've cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a couple other things. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but uh, Deadpool, uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, who released a an image of Josh Brolin, who's going to be playing Cable in Deadpool 2. Mm -hmm. Cable, if you don't know, is a future uh, badass travels through time he's apparently going to encounter deadpool josh brolin looks pretty cool looks yeah. pretty badass i i gotta tell you man i'm really sick of these like reveals like here's a picture of person x from this movie get excited it comes out in two years it's a waste of my fucking time <laughs> i i don't i yes he looks badass uh -huh. uh, am i rock solid waiting for this movie no because mm -hmm. it's not gonna come out for another two years and I, I, this is just one of those things in the superhero year. realm. Uh, wh whatever the hell comes out, <laughs> it's not next week. Uh, so, I, I don't know. This, I don't it, know. I, I don't it's kind of not news it. to me. Do, is it, do you like seeing this kind I of mean, stuff? I mean, it's not that I like. I'm not, I don't get excited. I just. I mean, it's kind of cool to see it. It takes 12 seconds of my time to look at it. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it bothers me in any kinda way. Those, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. We, Seems, we saw Saw Domino last yeah. week. Uh, She's out. She is a very pretty woman. Yeah. Also in Atlanta, which yeah. we reviewed, uh, Seth reviewed as part of his TV corner last week. So if you haven't checked out episode three, uh, make sure you spin back to that to check out his review of Atlanta. Uh, but we've seen a couple Did characters. Did I say episode five at the beginning? <laughs> I, no, you said four. Did I? Uh, we should keep five and <laughs> let people think that there's a fourth that they're not seeing. <laughs> That's like the high, the high school prank where you put three. Uh, and when someday we go back and do episode four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, a new hope. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not one for these uh, these little vignettes, these little, uh, here's a picture of this character. But that said, looks badass. Yeah. I like Josh Brolin. He's doing uh, Double Duty, playing Cable, also doing Thanos. Oh, yeah. In uh, the upcoming Infinity War. So uh, he's a busy man. Mm -hmm. Busy man. Speaking of Marvel... Uh, Disney, of course, who owns Marvel, they're the parent company. They're, uh, this just came out today. Disney's going to pull all, everything they have off Netflix hmm. in the next couple weeks. Sounds like they're going to be building their own streaming, their own streaming service with, uh, Disney movies, Marvel. Marvel. Um, what else? I guess Star Wars Star will be Wars, on there. Yeah. Um, a lot of heavy hitter movies that Here's... are going to be over there. Luke, uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, you can do we'll that. have to go with. Uh, what do you think of Howard this? the Duck? How of course Howard the Duck. <laughs> I um I understand this move, but I don't like it. Yeah. Uh are you gonna pay another few bucks a month no. to get that service? Nope. I, I won't. I mean A, I already own majority of the Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. So fine. You own all the Star Wars movies. Like, even if I didn't own those movies, like I wouldn't pay so let's say it's an eight ninety nine like a Netflix is. So, I spent eight ninety nine on on that that service for movies I have seen all before because all those movies that come out probably gonna see them in theaters, mm -hmm. you know. So I spent eight ninety nine a month on all those movies, and maybe someday I want to go back and watch The Lion King. Um, I could buy that for three months of that service, two months of that service. I also have it on Blu Ray. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it like with unless they do like exclusive first like maybe 
maybe get it before the Infinity DVD War, out. yeah, and comes out on on the streaming service a month or two before that. I can see them succeeding for that, but even then, I won't buy it because I saw it in the theaters five mm-hmm. months ago. You yeah. know, I, I don't know. I just it, it doesn't unless maybe I want to watch Lion King some night and I want to pay eight ninety nine for a streaming mm-hmm. instead of. But even then, I could rent it somewhere. So it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to make more money off of it this way, but. I, I think most people, to your point, mm-hmm. uh, if you're if you're if you want to watch Star Wars, you saw it in the theater. Yeah, you're probably gonna buy the DVD if you want Star Wars that badly. I think the people who who love the Disney umbrella mm-hmm. enough, they've already seen the movies. They're already gonna buy the movies. Yep. they're not gonna also go to the streaming side. Now, there's probably a lot of you guys out there who are gonna do this. Mm-hmm. Who are really psyched? I want to watch all the Pixar movies, mm-hmm. uh, all the Toy Stories. You know, I don't have to pay for them. Uh, I get the merit. I understand the move. Yeah. Um, not something for me, not for you either. Yeah, I think the only thing that might get me to do it is if they start doing exclusive, like, series. So, uh, like, okay. maybe they do, like, a... Oh, shit. You know what just occurred to me? The Marvel shows? What if they pull the Marvel shows? I don't think they would. Probably not, though, because Netflix is producing those. Right. So, I... I ew, that's that's interesting, though. That's hairy. Maybe, maybe they do that for now. Maybe they do, like, a... Maybe, no, because they don't, I was going to say Fantastic Four, but they're stolen by Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they do start doing that. Maybe they start pulling exclusive shows there. Who knows? Yeah. Or uh, the current Marvel ones, that's going to be interesting to see what happens. Also, I wonder if they have designs on making a bunch of new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of Marvel superheroes out there that haven't been adapted yet. Yeah. I'm sure they really want to get their hands on it. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe they're going to be doing some stuff on their own, putting it out on their own app. That I can see pulling people over. I hope they don't pull over those existing Netflix shows. I don't know if they can't. They probably can't, right? Probably not. I, I hope not. Maybe it's maybe it is just the the library. Maybe it's just like the current Disney and Marvel library. I hope so. I'll have to read up on the details. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably they're not going to take the shows that are existing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I wonder is if there are going to be new shows. Well, okay. What about what about this? What if uh, what if they had a whole slew, a new uh, sort of TV universe mm-hmm. for lack of a better term is that something that would get you to go over it depends what it is because like they've already scratched all they can out of some of these characters like the no good one... stuff at least yeah because like daredevil good idea i like daredevil um after that i was like i don't know who the hell luke cage is don't know who the hell jessica jones is don't mm-hmm. know the hell iron fist is like i know who they are but i don't know anything about them and like nothing daredevil hooked me in because i like i like daredevil i when I was a kid, I liked that that Ben Affleck movie. Ugh. I had watched it again since, and I, it's not You've good. You've learned a lot since. Yeah, then. but um, Daredevil is an interesting. Just in itself, Daredevil is an interesting character, and learning more about the other ones, they're interesting too. But they didn't really have any big appeal. Um, so learning through them through the shows, I've enjoyed it. But who like now if they did like a Squirrel Girl TV show, I'm gonna be like, well, I that's happening. Yeah, I know. But yeah. I'm saying if like they did that on the streaming service, I'd be like, well, I'm not gonna because I'm not gonna watch the one on Freeform or whatever mm-hmm. the channel is now. Um, it's so everywhere. Yeah. It's so everywhere. Yeah, that's the thing. They're spreading out all these characters. Who's left? I mean, unless they can get Fantastic Four over to, to that, maybe do a Fantastic Four TV show, I, I don't care. Do you think Fantastic Four could succeed as a show? If they went that route, if they I, got the rights back and they said, uh, now on... Uh, uh, Disney, Disney XD. Streaming, <laughs> Disney XD. Now on Disney Streaming, you get the brand new Fantastic Four series exclusive. Mm-hmm. Would you no. check it out? They're, do you think never, it could succeed? They would never do that. Probably not. First. No, just because it's it's too big of a property. They go the movie route. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just don't know if Fantastic Four is a property that's ever going to work. Mm. It, it's hard. It's it, tough. Because it, 
Unless, I think maybe Marvel can handle it and do it because they're really good at team-up stuff. Um, but it's just not, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Um, some people are actually kind of, I've been hearing a lot more about that Doctor Doom movie we talked about. Um, some people are kind of excited to... Really? Yeah. Um, I'm not one of them. Just introducing it in a way that you don't focus on the Fantastic Four, but you focus more on Doctor Doom first. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of how like his his backstory is he's he wears the mask not because he's you know messed up on the face he has a one little scar apparently that's about it um, that he's kind of like ashamed and like he doesn't want people to see him so he's kind of got an interesting backstory in terms of how his appearance is mm-hmm. I don't know um, well I think it and it depends on the adaptation because yeah. in some iterations he's like a metal person mm-hmm. and the the mask is just his face the original one he was he was he wears it as a yeah, other thing yeah the original movie or are you talking about the comics, comics and stuff okay yeah because i'm not sure which is the com- there's so many different versions yeah. the original comics he's he's not messed up he's he's just a dude who wears that wears that because he's he has a scar on his face and he's he is made to believe that he's a grotesque person but he oh, just geez. has the scar yeah which is kind of cool, actually. I think that's pretty neat. But maybe they'll ad- adapt him as an Instagram model, <laughs> and he'll get a scar, and, and he'll have the same origin story. Want to see I've how I got that. these scars? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's just what we need. Uh, one more small piece from the world of Netflix. Netflix has just acquired Millar World, which, if you don't know, is Mark Millar's comic group uh, responsible for Kickass. Um, the Kingsman, and also Wanted. If you remember that hmm. really terrible Angelina Jolie movie curving from a while back, yeah, Curving the Bullet is what you'll remember from Wanted. Sounds like Netflix wants to expand their sort of superhero comic book type stuff. I, um, I is this news to you? There's not a lot. There's just not a lot of meat there in th- that in that business. I think right now. I think doing a Kickass series would be really cool mm-hmm. um, because the the, sh- the movies kind of fizzled out. Um, but the series could be really cool. I, I think Kingsman is best served on the screen yeah. because that those and I'm super pumped for September eighth. Oh, Kingsman two! <laughs> uh. But uh, like Kingsman series is it's it's made for like the you know action cool. But mm-hmm. the, the Kick Ass could be a cool series. I mean, it, you could do it. Uh, it really, yeah. It could be a cool like Daredevil esque. It's really grounded, yeah. down to earth, yep. kind of realistic. Um, you could introduce a lot of the high school dynamics that he's going through. Yep. You don't get a lot of that in the movies. I agree with you. I I, I was I. I hadn't thought too much about it until I asked you, but I I agree with what you're yeah. saying. That could be really well served as a series. But here's the thing: is I, I don't know if they would. I mean, I, I don't know if they would do a series based off that because it is it made a lot of money in in the theaters. You know, the first one did. Yeah, the second one. Fun fact: um, at the time, was the most pirated movie of all time. Yeah, when it came out, yeah. so it didn't make any money. They didn't get to do Kickass three because everyone pirated Kickass two. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe that maybe they could do another one, a, a series or something. But I don't know. You got you got to get Hit Girl right if you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like she's a star for yeah. sure. I don't know. We'll see. I, I would be excited for a series, but I don't know if it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the hands of Netflix, I would I would be really happy to see Kick Ass mm-hmm. done again. I I just really love. That's one of those those properties that I just really connected with Kick Ass. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really fun. I really enjoyed both those movies, and. Um, Really, everything that Malar World has done so far has worked for me. Yeah. Um, so this, I think, is potential news. There's mm-hmm. a lot of potential out there, but nothing to get too excited about just yet. Well, I think with Kingsman 2, that might be out of the question because uh, the second movie is not based off a comic. Right. So, 
I don't know if there's anything they can really do with, with Kingsman at this point. Um, but Kick-Ass, there's still, there's, so they got the original run, which I think is three, three comics. And then it's three volumes, three volumes. Yeah. And then they only got through the first two of the movies. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's the kit. There's a, a specific uh, hit girl one. And now they're rebooting it with the comics with a girl as kick-ass. Yep. So there's a lot they could do with that on Netflix. Um, Wanted, I don't know anything about and don't really care. Chris Pratt gets his face smashed by a keyboard. Oh, he's in that? In that, yeah. He plays a really bit part as like a dickhead mm-hmm. in um, James McAvoy's office. Yeah. And James McAvoy hits him with a keyboard and it goes slow motion and you see his teeth coming out along oh. with some keyboard keys. It's one of those super slow movies. Why would you do the Chris Pratt? He's a nice guy. He's a dickhead in that movie. No. That was before he was nice. Was that, is that why Anna Faris ah, even broke up? That's in the news. That's not the kind of news I want to cover, but... No? Chris Pratt and Anna Faris yeah. uh, apparently... I'm so up. sad. Uh, if, you're, if you're the kind of person that sees that and says, love doesn't exist, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and don't listen to our show. I don't care if we lose viewers, because that's a stupid thing to think. Um, Cody doesn't mean that. Please listen. No, I, I'm going to cut that out. Uh... <laughs> I I, don't know. I I think I Chris think, Pratt is he's a fun, he's super likable though. I mean, he, he yeah. it doesn't get much le- more. Maybe The Rock is more likable. I don't know. Chris Pratt's like Chris Pratt. I would go up and give a hug. I give a hug to The Rock too. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I give a hug to both of them. Both pretty uh, huggable guys. I'm gonna go off another tangent right now. Um, <laughs> the Rock. I just found out the other day. You can cut this out if you want. I don't care. Um, the Rock. He's changing up his bulk tattoo. I'm upset. I'm very upset. What the Brahma bull? He's, yeah, uh, what's the he classic. Doing? He's I don't know. He's adding on to it. Is he gonna put a neck and body on it? I, I hope not. I hope maybe he just recolors it or something. But that's a classic tattoo. That goes way back. Yeah, yeah that, that in the nineties. That was on his pants when he wrestled. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Brahma bull. So that's uh that's the news in in all the categories. And um, Seth, I wanna I wanna ask you about something. This is uh something I noticed in a movie. We're going to wrap up with this. Random. B.S. Ooh, that stinks. Have you ever noticed in movies, no one ever wants change? <laughs> you know, if, if they pay for a, for an item, a good or service, mm-hmm. they always say, keep the change. Yeah. They say, keep the change, man, and they walk away. <laughs> I hope they don't it. say it like that. Well, some people do. <laughs> I guess Tom, that was my Tom Cruise impression. Keep the change, man. That's a really bad... You get the idea. Wait. What, Why does no one want change? What, what movie is Tom Cruise working as a convenience store worker? <laughs> no, he's the he's making a purchase. The people making oh, the purchase are, keep the okay. change, man. What movie is Tom Cruise in a convenience store in general? I, I don't know. He, I guess he buys, a Red, Cruise, he buys a Red Bull and Jack Reacher too. okay? <laughs> does he go to the convenience store in that movie? We've, we've gotten away from the point. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I want to know why Tom Cruise doesn't go to his convenience store. Well, Tom Cruise doesn't need change because he's a baller. Yeah, that's true. And, and he really doesn't even motivate. He gets a, he gets a Red Bull and Tom, Jack Reacher 2 and he hands him two 200 Tom two Cruise's dollars. blood is Red Bull. <laughs> he is pure adrenaline all the time. And we've got Have no- you seen him run? <laughs> Red Bull gave him wings. I tell you that for damn sure. Everyone's seen him run. He runs in every movie. Yeah. We made our way from one trope to another. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the trope of, of no not getting the change. We've now made our way to Tom Cruise sprinting. Well, that's SoCo show for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I uh, those are both amazing parts of movies because I think it's hella cool. I, I don't I don't understand what, Tom why Tom Cruise running. Or yeah, no, yeah, Tom Cruise running is super fucking cool. <laughs> And uh, people saying, keep the change, man. And just kind of going on about their That's business. Not, I hope no one says I it like that. I think it's them. cool. That's not cool keep at all. Keep the change, man. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen? I'm not making this up, right? You've seen this. No, it's true because that, that'd be a dumb thing to include in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know how like how awful that'd be pacing wise. It'd be like, oh, that's thirty two fifty. Yeah, and here's your change, sir. And here, <laughs> here. Oh, you gave me fifty. Here's uh, eighteen fifty back. Sir. I want to see someone count it like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, <laughs> forty. 41, 42, and 30 cents is your change. And then you have to watch him, like, put it in his wallet, yeah. put the change, and his pockets are really tight, so he can't really get the change in his pocket. <laughs> I'm just saying, just one time, I want to see that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, one of my favorite movies is Clerks, and watching that movie, like, they, everyone's buying a pack of cigarettes in that movie, and, like, they'll, they'll either just, like, throw it down, or he'll be like, oh, that's, like, 32, or that's, like, $3, and he'll just give him exactly $3. Like, there's there's definitely no change in movies. Change doesn't exist in most movie universes. Which is really weird and really specific, and it really frustrates me. Even a funnier, though, is like they'll, even if they don't mention change, when they set down the money, you'll still hear like a ting ting, like a little. Yeah. <laughs> like they threw out exact. He didn't even look. He was reaching his pocket and just slammed down a dollar ninety-two yeah. for his Yoohoo drink. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really weird, and it's one of those tropes that I get. I understand it's necessity, it's cutting out. Stupid BS we don't need to see. Mm-hmm. But I noticed, Hollywood. <laughs> you know what? Another one I noticed when you mentioned we mentioned Tom Cruise running. I don't know if Tom Cruise ever makes a sound when he's running. Is he flying the entire time? No, he's one of those runners. I I don't even hear his feet hit. There's like no feet sound. I think maybe he's just like floating. His feet don't hit the... He's Tom... You know we're talking about Tom Cruise, right? The guy's unstoppable. Yeah. Okay. You put something in front of him. He's running over the top of it. He's going to run through it. Yeah. Or around it. Uh, Tom Cruise can walk across glass because he floats above it. So he's not really walking across it. Well, I mean, broken glass or real? Broken glass. Okay. I've seen him walk across nails. I've not seen it. (laughs) Just Tom Cruise is the shit. I love Tom Cruise. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he walks across nails in Vanilla Sky. (laughs) That is the kind of movie where that would happen. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, we got off on a long tangent there at the end, (laughs) but we better better wrap the show up. Uh, Another reminder, we are now live. Live. Live, 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 live on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, and of course on YouTube as always. Um, Yeah! Yeah! You can see, uh, you can hear us on the four podcasting uh, medium, media. Platforms. uh, A day early. Uh, We're going to release on Thursdays on those. YouTube will be the next day on Fridays. And so uh, to get access to Daily, make sure you go out to your preferred podcast medium, subscribe, uh, so that way you get notifications when we drop a new episode. Be the first to hear it. Uh, And don't forget to comment. We'll be able to see comments from all those media. So uh, let us know how you think we're doing. uh, What kind of things do you want us to talk about? Ask us a random question if uh, there's a movie trope that you want us to talk about. If there's a movie that Seth needs to see, (laughs) The Matrix. Um, let us know about that. Uh, all comments are appreciated. Even if it's hateful, we'll talk about it if it's funny. So, um, put your thoughts down there in the box. Anything you want to say to close up? Um, no, just make sure you follow us at the, uh, our Twitter handle at SoCo underscore show. Don't forget Twitter. Um, a lot of important updates will go up there. Yeah. Um, even not <laughs> this, this weekend I was a little, little drunk and <laughs> tweeting on the account. We got to, uh, we got to a hundred followers and I, you know, tweeted thanks, whatever. And then I checked about 10 minutes later, and uh, we were back down to 99. So one of our porn bots had... Uh, it's those damn... They're, they're not faithful, man. No, they're not. These hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> Chris Brown, smart words. <laughs> um, oh but yeah, follow gosh. us in there. Uh, make sure you check out The Ride Home uh, from this week and past weeks as well. 
and check out Jared's channel. Check out uh, his most recent review that came up this, today on Tuesday of Detroit. Um, like, share, and subscribe, all that. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, real quickly, next week, you can expect a uh, review of This Is Us. Yeah. Seth's movie, Seth's TV Corner. He's been watching that. Yeah. Haven't uh, cried yet. He hasn't cried. <laughs> I'm, it's amazing that you haven't cried yet. <laughs> Uh, so keep a lookout for that. Also, really excited uh, segment. It's going to be the first edition of Cody Explains a Horror Movie to Seth. Uh, Seth doesn't like scary movies, so I will go to one and describe it to him. I'm going to be seeing Annabelle this weekend. Yeah, there'll be no ride home this week because <laughs> Seth will not go to that movie. I will subsec- I will subject myself to it, but that is it. <laughs> that is Pun it. intended. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that. Uh, make sure you write in the comments that Seth is a puss. And should go to Annabelle with me. Uh, But until then, this is Cody Michael for Seth Ott signing off. This has been episode four. We'll see you next week. Bye.